The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Uh, with me is uh, guest Charlie Number One. Official title? Uh, yes. Uh, Dave Anthony. Everybody, calm down. Is that what it was? Everybody relax. Everybody, everyone relax. Everybody relax. I think it was everyone relax. Yeah. Or was every, it everybody every, relax? I think it was everyone relax. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> you should know that. I haven't forgotten you, Charlie. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Everyone relax. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie says relax. That's all. That's my message. Right. Everyone relax. It's Charlie's message, and it's my message. Yeah. It's our message. Right. Together. That that's weird, considering the last twenty four hours that you've had. Because <laughs> I, I feel like everyone relax hasn't been your message. Are you talking about the what I am now referring to as the cunt explosion? I. That's exactly. And unfortunately, I can't call this episode that because of the <laughs> iTunes. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I am. I am. I am referring to that. Yeah. Now the Academy Awards were last night. Uh, mm-hmm. We're recording this the day after the Oscars. Did you watch the Oscars? I don't. I don't. I watched some of the opening the thing monologue? that Seth MacFarlane yep. does. I don't care for him. Mm-hmm. And did it change your mind one way or the other? No, it actually made me f- reinforce your opinions. Yeah, it made me think a little bit less. I felt like I was watching what the Oscars would be like. If they were on basic cable, <laughs> <laughs> like if they were like Comedy Central, you guys have a go. It felt very like Tasho and very like. I mean, it was. It was very like definitely. He, I thought he did a better job of counterpointing, doing what he did, mm-hmm. and then also like then he would offset it with a sort of bit of an old Hollywood wink as well. Sure. And I thought it was very smart to get all the perfor- like when you get the performers involved uh-huh. in the sketches, even if they're really mean spirited, it's yeah. hard for people to get too angry the, about that. I mean, I just found it like okay, so I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of the Oscars, and and right. One of the reasons we'll become transparent as this conversation continues because <laughs> it led into what what happened last night, but. Either make a choice. Either allow movies like Cabin in the Woods to be nominated for best film, right? And have a guy like Seth MacFarlane as your host, yep. Or have it the way it is and have classy hosts, but the juxtaposition doesn't work. It, it was when they wheeled out the uh, cast of the Avengers to present an award. You must. There must have been just a point where they were just looking at the nine nominated films and going, "Our one movie made more money than all those movies combined." Yeah, all combined. That's that's the thing. It's, it's like they brought in the whole idea of the ten films, and this is I do get frustrated with this. The yeah. whole idea of bringing the ten nominated films mm-hmm. was so that a, a Dark Knight Rises or an Avengers right. or whatever that was, you know, he's not going to win. The best film, but everyone thing. loved it. But everyone saw it and everyone loved it. Yeah, you you probably should go. Let's give that a nod. Right, right. right. Or to put in a cabin in the woods or some right. A, a little, you know, a smaller, quirkier, offbeat Th- film that people loved. That people loved. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a it's an intentional snub when you get the people from the Avengers and you wheel them all out mm-hmm. on stage, and you go, oh yeah, we have ten slots. We just filled nine. You didn't yeah. make it. No, you didn't make it. But I mean, uh, we had an extra slot, but we didn't put you in. But it. if we put you on this, we think young people will watch <laughs> right. us give the award to another movie that they didn't see. <laughs> that thing is just so having a guy like Seth MacFarlane host is just so transparently. Please, young people, watch right. us give away our old people awards. Right. That's it's like there's there's just a disconnect. Yeah, sure. So this got you into. Uh, an issue online. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even me. So I, right. the thing I've always, 
I haven't watched the Oscars in years. The last Oscars I watched, because I used to growing up, you think that what's being awarded is the best of something. Right, of course. But it's subjective. And then there's also a lot of political horseshit that goes right. on. And it's so, just that way. And, and the other thing is that I don't know about you, but it's like one of those things where it, it's, it, it's just actually a festival that reminds me that I mostly hate actors. Yeah. Right? You know, that most, yeah. most of them seem to seem like terrible, humorless people that I would not like to spend any that's time why, with at all. That's why Jennifer Lawrence is like a god amongst people. Right. Because you're like, oh, she's like one of us in yeah. there. She's amazing. She's just a normal person. And you're right. like, keep doing what you're doing. It's fucking incredible. She was getting angry on the red carpet because you don't get the food until after the ceremony. Yes. And, yes. Yet, and then, then they went back to an e-panel of five of the skinniest alien women you've ever seen in your life talking about how they'd starve themselves for three <laughs> days to get into their frocks. And I was like, this is everything that's wrong with everything. Yeah. They should just burn this whole town down. Like, I was like, are you serious? This is the message you want to put out on TV is right. you've starved yourself. Like that, it was that Juliana Rasik or whatever her name is, who I think she was like sick at some stage. So I don't want to make fun of that. But now she's just like, if you were sick at some stage, like eat food. Eat it. You can eat food. Eat you can food. Still, do you still have a mouth? Did That's the sickness a... <laughs> take care of your mouth? Yeah. Is there no more mouth? Right. Because otherwise, eat food. Eat food. Well, that, but Particularly that... if you've been sick. But that's the thing. That's one of the things I recommend. <laughs> yes. No, if you've been sick, you should definitely eat food. Right. Because if you don't eat food, then you're still sick. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, that, that's the whole thing about the Oscars. And this celebration is so... Uh, it's just grotesque. Right. It's a grotesque display of wealth. I do enjoy the fact that Hollywood essentially takes three months off to give each other rewards. It's fucking crazy. It's, it's like, insane. And they go, well, you get this one because we want to sell this one. Right. And you do that one so we can sell that one. And that's all it is. Ang Lee did direct the fuck out of Argo, though. I, yes. So, Ang I mean, Lee was a terrific yeah. Argo director. <laughs> I didn't see The Life of uh, Pi. Did you see it? Uh, I have seen it now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have seen it. Oh, you know what? I wish I'd seen it at the movies because I saw it on like a direct TV sort mm-hmm. of Yeah, deal. here. And it's spectacular looking. Yeah, do you know the story behind that one? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis played the tiger, I know, which was, he was very good. No, do you know what happened? Why it looks so good? Oh, no. Why did it look so there's a quote. It's made of magic? There's a quote from uh, a director. I don't know which one it was, but the quote is, you haven't made a big budget movie until you've drone, uh, drove an FX company out of business. So Ang Lee, with that movie, drove an FX company out of business. What do you and mean? Put, that's what they do. They don't pay them. They they like sign a contract and then they keep asking for stuff and they're like, you're going to get paid and then you never get paid. And the, the company that Ang Lee used to make that was driven out of business. What? So there's hundreds of people protesting out in front of the Oscars last night right. because they didn't have jobs anymore because that guy right. drove them out of business. Right. So that's a really gross business. So very Ang Lee. <laughs> <laughs> that's... A- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not racist. That's referencing one of the best comedy routines of all time, Stuart Lee's Ang Lee uh, bit, which I'll post on our uh, Tofop page. Um, um, it, it is a great bit. So, but but the, a guy went up. The guy who won for special effects went right. up and thanked his family and started talking about this. Oh, and then they started. That was the first the time. Music. That was the first time they did the music. I they just cut thought that they guy because they thought he was a diehard villain. <laughs> No, that was it. That was what they did. Right. So that guy was going to make a point, a very important point. Yeah. About jobs. Well, we don't want to hear that. No. That'll, that'll ruin the night. I didn't realize that that's what they did. Yeah. I, I did tweet last night because I wasn't going to tweet the Oscars. Like, because everyone tweets the Oscars and I was oh, just yeah. like, I don't want to be involved in that. Oh my God. It just, there's just so many people and it's right. just, yeah. Uh, but I was, I was just out having a drink, watching the Oscars with some friends at a, like a, at a local pub. And so occasionally I would like tweet something if it caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mostly really ob- obscure references, like when Jennifer Lawrence uh, fell over a bit of Chumbawamba, I've got to mention, which is always good. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course it did. But I did say that Life of Pi really should have been a five-second movie. You know, this, yeah. should, this should have been the movie. Boy on boat with Tiger. Tiger on boat. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. When I saw the trailer, I was like, well, that looks like a kid on a boat with a tiger. Right. So I don't want, really want to watch that. There's more to it. Oh, there is more. Yeah, there's more to it. Okay. There is some. Is there anybody else? <laughs> no, but it's, but it's still just... The tiger isn't... Anyway, you have to cut it. I don't want to give... Does a... tiger talk? 
look, it's yeah. It's not like a cartoon tiger. It's it's a metaphor. It's a me- it's a metaphorical oh. tiger in some ways. Oh, Dave. I lo- I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I love ever since I was a boy, metaphorical tigers. <laughs> Always have. I mean, that's my preferred tiger. And when you were watching The Wizard of Oz, you had your own version that said, metaphorical lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Little Dave Anthony yeah. sitting down. Yeah. Are they metaphorical tigers, Please, mom? please. I had, I had an English accent. <laughs> please let them be metaphorical, mum. <laughs> <laughs> because as England birthed America, yeah. a lot of people don't know, but all Americans are born with an English accent. We are. And that later becomes an American accent. And then it's beaten out of us. Right. <laughs> beaten. That's, and that's how we become angry, crazy, gun-toting people. Um, your friend uh, Quentin Tarantino... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe when I saw that he won. I was like, "Really?" Because I read that script. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was a look. Look, it, if people, I, I think that not a lot of people read the original script. I felt like he didn't. I felt like Quentin didn't thank uh, the person he really wanted to thank, which was cocaine, because. <laughs> Like, I would have, like, loved if Quentin had just got up there. Because it was kind of... I, I saw that film, and I know you have issues, A, because the script had the N-word yeah. in the script. Oh, uh, yeah. And B, uh, in the directions of the script, yes. not just in the in actual the script, yeah. in the directions of the script. But, like, I like Quentin Tarantino, and I enjoy his films. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed the fuck out of Django Unchained, and I did not understand one bit of it. Really? Like, as in, like, there's so many weird choices he makes in that film. It is essentially, someone, I heard someone describe it as, it's watching Quentin Tarantino masturbate for two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, I've heard other people say that. And it is. Yeah. And it's magnificent. No, <laughs> like, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if yeah. that's the sort of thing you would yeah, like you to like watch, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I just kind of wish that he got up there and called Hollywood on that. Yeah. Like, if he just got up there and just gone... I, I fucked off. Yeah. Do you not know what I did? I did took, you not see that? Right. I took so much cocaine and then just <laughs> threw every single idea I've ever had... Everything. ...at screen at the same time. And didn't even put it together in ways that made it make sense. And you guys have just given me a gold statue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I win. Like, yeah. if he got up there and actually claimed that, yeah. I would have loved the It'd shit out of amazing. Him, right? But then they would have to kill him out right. back. <laughs> Murder him with a shovel. <laughs> So, all right. So okay, let's get so, to... So the red carpet yeah. is a thing that I have always loathed because the uh, the fucking... Uh, did, did you guys have Blackwell here, the Blackwell list? Oh, uh, no. Okay, so the Blackwell list was this thing that had... Oh, uh, it was some existed. old guy Worst who would rate everyone. Okay, yeah. So that was a big thing after right. the Oscars. The next day, Blackwell would come out yeah. with this list and it was the 10... Ten best and worst or whatever. And so you'd be yeah. shitting all over these people for wearing clothes, clothes. that they liked. Yeah. So that they probably got for free. That they probably got for free, that and they that they, they, and that they probably fucking liked. And who gives a shit if right. you don't fucking like it? Yeah, exactly. So that <laughs> has still gone on, and it's expanded. Like oh. he went away, but now it's just a bunch of people talking it's two shit hours about, of it, and like, people it, judging what? people for what they're wearing. It's crazy. I was at work, and someone was like, "Oh my god, look at this one!" And like, "Hell, I'd be dressed." And like, "Oh Jesus!" And they were talking about Anne Hathaway, and I was like, "Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Who gives a shit what she's fucking?" Back the fuck off. How would you like it if that was you? Right. And every time you walked out of your house, someone's like, whoa, hey, shirt, really? That's what you're doing? That? But also, you know what? Like, it's it's more the thing of going, if they were actual experts, like if their area of expertise is like, you know, they were the best fashion people in the entire world and yeah. the whole thing was like, you know, they were judging mm-hmm. it on based on that. This is this sort of dress. Yeah. This is how it would have been. Yeah. But it's not. It's just people sniping at people for the... Yeah. And look... As a stand-up comedian, I've done right. my fair of fucking sniping at right. people, but there's something about that red carpet thing. It almost, like, you just hate it so much. Because, you know what? There are actually some people in that room who are good at their craft uh-huh. and have, like, you know, should be judged by something more than just whether they're wearing a good frock or not. Yeah. It's so hard to get... Anyway, whatever. Well, that's the thing. It's like, so you're an actor, but then you also have to do this. Like, it's essentially a walk where they're like, well... So listen, yeah. there's ten of you. You're gonna walk down this red carpet, and one of you is gonna die. Because right. <laughs> one of them is gonna fuck up. Right. One of them's gonna make a mistake saying something. Right. That's why they're being interviewed by 500 people. Right. Because they want one of them make a mistake. Right. 
They, it's all about someone making a mistake or doing something wrong, and then they fuck, attack like a, just a pack of wild animals. Yeah, and people are like, oh, Anne Hathaway, your dress is a bit dowdy. She's like, well, last time you all took photos of my vagina. So this time, <laughs> this time I've kept my vagina concealed in a dowdy dress. Right. Because I enjoy you saying that I'm wearing a shitty dress a lot more than the pictures of my vagina. Right. Although I enjoy the pictures of the vagina more. Oh, no, me too. But oh. morally, I felt bad looking them up. You did? Yeah. Morally? Yeah, I did. On a moral level. I did. I feel bad about um, shit that, that people didn't know was going to happen. Like if Paris Hilton makes a video and she puts it out on the internet, I have no problem looking at that because, you know, she put it out on the internet and right. that's what it was all about, right? right? But if like, you know, I feel like someone's taken a photo of Anne Hathaway's skirt mm -hmm. against her will. Of against her will, that, yeah. And they put it on the internet. I feel bad about looking that up. But I'm you not do saying anyway. that I didn't look it up. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm saying I felt bad. Well, you about have it. sort of a moral obligation right. to look it up. Yeah, exactly. As a comedian, right. at that point, you're just doing research. I've got and, a reference. And masturbate. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, why can't the two be combined? <laughs> if Quentin can do it for two and a half hours on film, I can do it while I'm researching, while I'm Googling, and I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> so. I, so I just have a general loathing for the whole thing. Yeah. So last night... And it's always good when you have a general loathing for something. Yes. Because, I mean, that's... I don't hide it. Right, you don't hide it. No. And if you go into something going, I'm already going to hate this. Yeah. You're already there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, it turned out yesterday you were just already there anyway. It was already there. It was one of those days where... It was one of those days. I was at work for most of the Oscars, yeah. so I didn't see really evident. And then I came home and... The last like 15 minutes were on, so I was like, okay, fine. And then I started seeing something about a tweet, an onion tweet. Yes. And I went and looked for it. But now, it was... everyone knows the onion, right? The, the satirical online newspaper. Mm -hmm. And they are pretty famous for, you know, uh, being pretty out there. Yeah. Like, I mean, they'll, yeah, that's been the whole onion thing is always, you know, that they'll, they'll say what they think. And yeah, they're, they, yeah, they, they go all the way. That's and what it they, is. Yeah, they go all the way. And, and they're very... They're, it's the smartest comedy thing out there. Some of it is amazing. Yeah. Like, there's pieces you see written as, like, satires that are so close to being true yes. on that thing that people can mistake them for being yes. true. Yes, and had that has happened. One of the funniest articles I've ever read in my life, their response to the death of Steve Jobs is one of the funniest oh, yeah. pieces... Amazing. ...that you will ever yeah. read. They do really. really good stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's the nature of wh where they live is that it's also on the offensive end of... Yes, you're going to do some offensive right. stuff. You're going to upset some people. Yeah. So they, they did a tweet. So they did. <laughs> Boy, did they. <laughs> Boy, did they. <laughs> so the girl, nine-year-old girl from uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild, is yes. that what it's called? Which was a decent movie. It was, mm -hmm. you know, interesting. Um, they tweeted. She was just on the red carpet mm -hmm. looking precocious and happy in her beautiful dress. Yes. And they tweeted, uh, what was the tweet? What was the exact tweet? Do you remember? I can. I, I just tried to look it up on my phone, but and then I didn't see I it. I can Google it. Um, uh, cause I was just reading the article about how they, it's the first apology, uh, they've ever made. It is the first apology they have ever made. Yeah. Um, and the tweet was, <laughs> no, I don't have it here. Here we go. Uh, all right. Uh, and now this word means something very different in America than it yes. does in Australia or in a lot of other countries. Uh, okay, so they've yeah, okay, so they've retracted it for the um, first time. Uh, oh, hang on, I don't think they actually have reproduced the tweet. I think on the this. I think the exact quote was, "She looks she looks great, but she's a she's a bit of a cunt, right?" Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very much in that zone, anyway. <laughs> Okay, so so that was about a nine-year-old girl, right? So my... Oh, here we go. Uh, this was the, the quote. Everyone else seems afraid to say it, but that... Uh, how do we say her name? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. Uh, but the, the little girl. Uh, so everyone uh, seems afraid to say it, but the girl's name is kind of a cunt, right? <laughs> Sorry, but it's funny. Everyone seems afraid to say it. Why... Now, clearly, I can see why people get upset about that. Uh -huh. But at the same time, you can also see what they're trying to do, do. which is you take the most outrageous example. There's no you one You take the most on innocent the planet, person there. The most innocent. Who could not possibly no have way. a shred of cunt in her. She's not old enough to be even considered that. No. 
I reckon you've got to be at least of legal drinking age to I, even be called that. I've because heard, up until that point, I've you're not heard, responsible I've for your own once actions. Once you hit puberty, you could be called it. I don't think so. But I don't think you can either. I feel like I think you got to be. I think right. you got to be because like at that older. stage, you might be an unintentional one of those. Yes, but you can't. I don't think you're. Yeah, your brain is formed enough, and yeah. your influences are formed enough to be an actual one of those. True. I until you're of a legal drinking age. Yes, I, I agree with you. Right. I agree with you. So, that's so the that that's, that happens. It's clearly that she can't be that. Now, and just before we get to what happened after that, yeah. I would also say that I didn't like the tweet much. Okay. Like you know, for me. I still go, she's nine years old and right. that's always going to be something that someone will pass on or someone will like bring up or blah, blah, blah. Right. I would have gone the 70 year old woman from... See, but I don't think that's... I think she might... I think if I read that about a 70 year old woman, I go, oh, what right. about she's she done? She's probably right. a cunt. Okay. Well, that could, so I don't think right. I don't think it works for anything else. Right. I have to, and, and, yeah. and you might be right. Like comedically, I think it works really well. Like yes. if I'm looking at it as a like, how is this right. put together? right. I see everything they were trying to do, mm-hmm. and I absolutely get it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have done it myself, but I, it's certainly the sort of shit that would not surprise me from The Onion. Right. Like, if, if you're into The Onion... That's what they do. ...and you signed up to The Onion, that's what they do. That's, that's it. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I then went... So, when I, by the time I went to look for it, it was gone. Uh, just for the record, on the USA Today, where they've, um, uh, you know, they're reporting the apology, um, <laughs> it says... It was unclear what prompted the tweet. <laughs> but you know what? Someone said, someone said that to me. Like, why would they say that? And I said... For humor. I said, go tweet Anne Hathaway, red carpet, cunt. I mean, go look for that yeah. on Google. Go look for Twitter, uh, uh, Lawrence, right. cunt. Google every woman's name that's on that red carpet. That's what people and are. find cunt. Right, and and you will find it a million times online. Right, the guy was making a point. Right, whoever tweeted it was making a point. You're I, I probably should point, I probably should point out at this stage that we're probably going to say that word a lot more. Yeah, it's going to be said a lot. <laughs> if it's one of those episodes where you're like, I can't, I can't hear that word, then that this. Guy I feel be, like already you've turned off. But like if we you have said to hear. When I said cunt plosion, I was not yeah. kidding. Right. So I, I totally like I, I get and I and when I wrote and about look, it and the other thing when is, I wrote about it I said that like I get you cannot like it and but he, it is satire particularly in America that is a really really dangerous word still uh-huh. people lose their minds like, it's insane how much they lose their minds in England and Ireland mm-hmm. it's it's still a rude word but it's like it's like motherfucker or dickhead right. or like right. you know like you know it, they, people will drop it. Very cheerily. Yeah. You could call someone that yeah, like you, you call them a cunt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Of course. And, and, but here, but we need to put that in context because I think that there'll be Australians who are definitely offended by that word still. There's still, oh, yeah? there definitely is, but there's also a, a large percentage who would not in any way be. I don't understand. Here giving, in America, definitely people. I don't understand giving a word that much power. No. In my own mind, I don't comprehend. Right. But you know, if that's what you want to do. If you want to let a word have power over you, right. that's your choice. You've made that choice. Yeah. But my thing about it is, like, if, so they delete- if Quentin Tarantino was making a movie about cunts, would you let right. him use the C word in his character descriptions? Interesting. Or- <laughs> interesting question. Well, that goes back to the fact that when we brought cunts over on ships... <laughs> this, oh, iTunes might not put this... <laughs> They might not put this one up. I need to point out that we are, we're talking about an issue that was topical then in the news. I feel yeah. like it's appropriate to use the word. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to use the word. Right. Or else you sound like a couple of idiots. Yeah. Um, so here's my thing about, here's my thing about the, the, it being connected to her forever. The actual reason it's going to be connected to her forever isn't because the onion tweeted it. It's because of the reaction. Because the uh, the onion went in and deleted it an hour later. Yeah. But everyone oh, yeah, else took right, it and course. put it up on all their blogs to make their point that this it was bad. Happens. And it's like, well, you're now making it 20 times worse than the it ever of, would have been. The amount of times in the media that someone will take something that 3,000 people saw yeah. and then put it on the front page of you know, the newspaper like, this is offensive. It shouldn't have happened. Here's right. the link to the thing that's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay, well now I'm offended. I didn't know. I didn't even know I wasn't I didn't know it was supposed to be. If someone told me that their girlfriend was like, I, "There's everyone's upset about something," 
and I don't know what it is. I'm trying to find it. And he's like, so you're looking what to be offended for? And she was like, yeah, I want to know what it is. <laughs> I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I made a joke on my television show in Australia about, uh, it wasn't a joke about 9-11. It was a joke about a wine company that had brought out a 9-11 commemorative wine on the anniversary of 9-11 and it cost $9.11. No. And I, I thought, and I like my joke was literally... Um, uh, I hope that the wine is not as tasteless as the promotion, uh, but it does leave you with a hangover like a building fell on you. <laughs> Which I thought was really a parody of... It was a parody of 9-11. Like, I was using 9-11 yes. as a marketing thing. Yeah. I didn't make up the offensive thing in the first no, place. No, you didn't. But a radio station, the, the kind of conservative right-wing... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not... They are right-wing, but they're not as bad as some in Australia. Yeah. 3RW in Melbourne got onto it, and they whipped it up a bit and got people to ring in with how outrageous and how the show oh, yeah. should edit it out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we left it in because we were confident that people would realise that within the context of what we do on the show and mm-hmm. what we were talking about, that it was a satirical thing and it wasn't disrespectful to anyone who was yeah. hurt in 9-11 or anything like that. But we were a bit worried mm-hmm. and we had, like, we got the, you know, the, the receptionists and stuff. They had a little statement and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so I've rung the next day and said, how many complaints did we have? And they said we had one. Oh, my God. It came in before the show started. <laughs> so it was one of the people who'd been whipped up during the day. We got none from people who watched the show. Yeah. And we got 40 complaints that one of our regular guests who normally has a logo on his T-shirt was just wearing a plain T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so people had their priorities sorted out. Right. Because most people mm-hmm. who aren't idiots either didn't see it because they yeah. wouldn't have tuned into the show because they know what the sort of show is. Yeah. Right? It's not like they, someone started the news with that joke. Right. Right? In a context where they wouldn't normally see it. Or B, they got that it was a satirical thing that yeah. made sense and they let it go. Yeah, but, because the real offending party there is the wine company. Right. Right. Or, and that's who we were mocking. Yes. But the, the funny thing about that is that the only time that people would be offended by that heard about it was when it was in some other forum. And that's right. the same with this Onion tweet. Right? Like, yeah, no one I mean, who was going to be offended by it. Like, I, I will, it's seen by people who follow The Onion on Twitter, right? And maybe people are in the Oscars feed. Were they tagging things Oscars? I don't, I don't think they did. i got to be honest. I don't think they did, but they might have. Because if they were tagging it Oscars, I think it takes it into a, you're throwing it out in public and anyone can right. see it. But if it's only on The Onion's Twitter feed, mm-hmm. I think there's a reasonable expectation when you tweet something to a group of people who have signed up to be followers of The Onion... That, that they've already kind of said, here's something we've agreed to. We yeah. like stuff that's edgy and satirical. Yes. Right? You would think so. If you tag it with Oscars, you're suddenly putting it into a stream that anyone who's searching yeah. the Oscars... That's true. Maybe it's a bit of a different that's true. thing, you know? My, uh, my, other, my other thing about it is, is though, that if, if it's just going through on a, a Twitter feed and you don't like it, and you go, ah... Okay, that was too far. You flip past it, you keep going. Unfollow them if you don't like well, you them. Ta- and then, but the thing is, they're like, well, that's... You're associating it with her. First of all, they're acting. They're acting like Twitter can talk directly directly to people on television. Right. The girl didn't hear it. Right. The more you talk about it, the more the girl might hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Now, Twitter's not a place for a nine-year-old. It's no, not it's like not a place for a nine-year-old. You know. No. She's gonna see it herself. No. If if she's on Twitter, someone's made some terrible yeah, mistakes. That's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this, so everyone's acting like she heard it. Right. Like, but that didn't happen. But there's also on Twitter. There's a whole thing where these tribes gather up and they go on missions. Right, of course. And they are very, like, very PC and very, you know, they're, they're groups that have a mission and they all launch their attacks. And so a lot of them got caught up in this and it just exploded all of a sudden. Oh, no, no, I get it. So I was watching... I've had, I've had some... Um, I've, I've had it happen to me. I've had some negative feedback on Twitter about... Um, and I can kind of understand it. It was like one of those things where um, I used to do a routine in my show about um, uh, I talked about how I was a really fat kid. And then I I talked about solutions to how to, you know, stop kids from being fat. Mm -hmm. But I did a Melbourne uh, comedy gala performance and I I didn't really think about it at the time. But I just took the second part of the routine and did that, Mm -hmm. which was about the solutions for the, you know, the... Oh, so you didn't, you didn't talk about and you. And I didn't talk about the fact that I had been fat, which in my show, you got the whole context. Yeah, so but that's, when I took a few jokes out, it... That's a I big difference. I did not think about it at the time mm-hmm. because the jokes had never, to me, seemed like they were offensive. Yeah. 
But then I did it. And from then on, there's always been a few people who are like, you know, and then anytime I make anything that's slightly in the realm of what would be a fat joke. There he goes again. Yeah, right? Fat and it, and, it, and it's become Anderson. a thing. Interesting. Which the funny thing was that that, that would never be my intention. And the only yeah. reason I used to do those jokes in the show was it was kind of making fun of me, you know, that classic thing in comedy right. where the best person to really be mocking is yourself. Right. What you're like. You yeah. know, I do all this stuff about how I was fat then and how paranoid I am about food now and how I go on my binges and then feel like it was all about my flaws and right. what I'm like. And all, but I didn't do it in that context. Yeah. And I get why people. Sure. But now it's, it's become one of those things where even if I thought there was something funny that was vaguely in that area, I you won't tweet it because it, it's not worth it. It seems to be this reputation that yeah. I have. And I think slightly unfairly, but at the same time, I can get, you know, I kind of feel like I, I learned something from that was uh-huh. that context is really important. Yes. Right. You certainly did. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is like most people can't step back at the onions tweet and go, Oh, they're, they're attacking all of us. Right. Because just by partaking in the Oscars, you are a part of that thing that tears people down. Oh, no, absolutely. It's, so, so, it's completely satirical. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I get all that. Yeah. But, but I think for most people, it's a really hard thing to connect. But also, they're not looking at it like that. It's, and it's not being reported like that. Like, no, it's being it's not reported in the newspapers as if they called a nine year old girl right. that word. Right. It's not being reported in the newspapers. No, it's not being reported at all. Like, it's a satirical tweet. No. And, and that brings us to my, the post I made. So I made a post on yes. Tumblr under my comedian Dave Anthony page. Yes. And I said, you can, you can be upset and you can be angry at this tweet, but this tweet was satire and it was good satire and it was brutal satire. Yeah. And it, it, attacks everyone who watches TMZ and attacks everyone who watches the channel E and does and watches Joan Rivers uh, on the fucking red carpet. I think you are... It was after all of them. Because I think you're... And before we get to what happened, I think you're absolutely 100% right. Because even in my world of going, it's not a tweet that I would have done myself. Right. I think it ticks all the boxes for being defensible. Yes. Like, you know, you like you said, you don't have to like it. Fact, you can, I, I, you I wouldn't have done it. it goes way too far. Yeah, I wouldn't have done the tweet. But it ticks all it, the boxes of going, it's making a point. We can see the point it's trying to make. Yeah. It's clearly satirical and it is satire. Yeah. Vicious, Vicious. horrible perhaps satire, yes. but definitely satire. Sometimes that's what satire is. Right. Because I've, I've, I've had the thing back and forth. People like you said, an old lady or whatever, there really is no other way to make that tweet. Right. There's no other yeah, way to make that. You could not make it, but they've. You could make they've, it a different way, but it would be softer right. and it wouldn't make that point. No, no, I get it. So, uh, so anyway, I basically, you know, wrapped it up by saying, and this is an extremely brutal and effective tweet, and that's satire. Yeah. So then I started getting that started blowing up a little bit more, much more than I thought it would. I just thought my fans would read it. Right. I, for whatever reason, when I put stuff on Tumblr, I just think that it's just going to the people who are following me. I never think it's going to go bigger, but I. I forgot that my Tumblr was is set up to post on Twitter, so it immediately popped up on Twitter, and then my people started retweeting it, and then yes. it went crazy. Yes. And obviously there are a lot of people who agreed with me, but then the ones who didn't started coming out and getting each other to come after me. Yeah. And that was all fine. I was like, okay, and I was blocking most of them because they were being like, go fuck yourself, and I'd be right. like, okay, okay, you're gone. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I was mostly being nice to them. I was just being like, okay, thanks, bye, yeah. and uh, blocking. Just your opinion. Yeah, I it's it fine. literally was like, whatever. I blocked someone for being mean about Batman last night. So you did? Yes, yeah. I do. I I would do that kind of shit all the time. Yeah. Really? Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make fun of Batman. <laughs> oh, well, the, it, Don't make fun of Batman, Charlie. This person, this was the tweet. I, like, cause I, I just wanted to kind of tweet about, I said, I'm not going to really going to live tweet the Oscars tonight because I've only seen one of the nominated films, which is not extra. I'd seen about three or four. Mm. But I said, I've only seen one, but I have seen The Dark Knight Rises 10 times. And this person... Have you seen it 10 times? Yeah. Mm. And so this person tweeted back and said, is that that movie where the uh, no. poor get oppressed by the rich and blah, blah, blah? Uh, and so and I, I tweeted back to them. Oh. I said, well, I think... That that is a misreading of what is actually going yes. on in that film because I do think that is a complete misreading of what is going on yes. in that film, and uh, you know, but that's all, that's all I said. I said I think that's a complete misreading of the mm-hmm. film, uh, and then this person went, "Oh, is there only one way to read a film?" <laughs> 
and I went block. <laughs> yeah, I was just I, like, I can't be bothered. Yeah, no, I, can't. I just can't. Well, that's be the thing is, I can't be. If you're just some dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't have. I don't, I don't have the care to fucking argue with care. you about shit on Twitter because I don't you're care. not relevant. And the couple of people I did engage would also, be... Also, it's were, just a joke. It, Mine was clearly just a joke. And the people, But the people I did engage, you're, they would be like, well, it's not funny. I go, that's cool. Fun. Yeah. Humor is subjective. Right. But you have to admit that it is legitimately satire. Yeah. That's, that's right. The, that's, that's the only point Absolutely. I was trying to make. It is satire. Yeah. No, no. And you can be mad about everything else. You can think it, it's not funny. You can think yeah. it's horrible. But it's it, satire. It, it ticks the boxes. You know, the, the guys who used to practice satire way back when in France were considered dangerous to the government. Right. Like satire is not supposed to make you people happy. But the thing is like, you know, when we come to judge these sort of things, it's normally about people will go to this idea of what is the butt of the joke? You know, who is the butt of the joke? Mm-hmm. What, you, what, what is the right. point that you are making? Right. Right. Um, I got in trouble. Um, uh, one of the more sort of famous in troubles I got, I was tweeting I at Logie's thing. I remember that. And one of the ones that I got really, really upset about was, I said that I'm sitting in the front row for John Mayer and I now have herpes, right? Uh, <laughs> and people why got... Why did you get in trouble? Well, people got really upset because they were like, uh, oh, well, why are you saying that John Mayer has herpes? Or, and I, I said, well, firstly, this was, this was three months or whatever after he'd done that famous Playboy right. interview where he talked about yeah. all the Hollywood women he'd fucked and mm-hmm. how his penis was a black guy's penis or something like that. There was something really weird yeah, and racial he, about it. Uh, yeah. He could use the N-word. But he wouldn't have sex with a black woman. He wouldn't have sex with yeah. a black woman. Like, it was... That's what I was making fun of. Yeah. It's clear that's what I was making fun yeah. of. Yeah. So I made it worse, of course, because when people said, where did you send that tweet saying that John Mayer uh, had herpes? And I said, because I was drunk and I couldn't smell, spell chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say it then, so I definitely couldn't spell it while I was drunk. Um... So that made things worse. And uh, it was all over the papers and people got really upset. And, and then it starts to get reported that you, you know, said that he had you know, herpes. Yeah. Or the other one was that uh. there's this guy who's famous for drinking called Molly Meldrum. And he, he was up on stage and he was, uh, you know, he was, and he's, got, he's like, Molly has one of the most famous party reputations of all time in right. Australia, right? Yeah. Legendary guy, one of the sweetest guys of all time. Yeah. And so he was up on stage and he was boasting and he was making a joke out of the fact that he was only drinking water that night. Mm-hmm. And everyone laughed because it's unusual for Molly right. to be drinking water. So I tweeted about that. I said, uh, Molly's only drinking water tonight. Pills must be strong. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Again, good joke. I, like it's just right about yeah, his reputation yeah. and the fact I was just kind of going off like it was a yes and to the joke he right. himself made. Right. And they trotted him out on like morning shows the next morning on the network that he worked for and kind of made him seem like and I hope that he wasn't upset but they, they made it like it was like this sort of thing I was saying he was a drug addict or I was saying oh he was on drugs God. which was clearly there's again a, not what I was doing there's just a desperate attempt in the media to stir up shit all the time but that's then how it gets reported mm-hmm. so they suddenly it's not the onion made a satirical tweet about blah 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 it's they called a nine year old that word right yeah. so because this is the thing when it comes to examining like I mean there's part of me that just thinks, you know, all bets are off, everything's okay. But that's not the world I live in. No, it's right? not. I don't like racist stuff. Right. I draw my lines in weird areas yeah. with, like, misogynist stuff. Like, there's people yeah. who do things in clubs that people would feel is perfectly acceptable, man and women stuff that I hate and would never yes. do myself. Like, yes. we all draw our lines in different places. Yeah. And so for me, I always look at, well... What is the target of the joke? And my initial reaction is, ah, there's a nine-year-old girl in it. But the truth of it is, if you think about the joke for anything more than that, that first reaction, mm-hmm. she's not the target of the joke. She's not the target As of the joke said, at all. As you said, there's no way that anyone in the world could think that of her. Right. So the target is not her. Yes. If you do think the target is her, then, then what's going on with right. you that you would ever think that? Right. Like, you've got some other shit going on that you need to examine. Right. I have actually heard that she is a real cunt, though. <laughs> Have I made this better or worse? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a, a beautiful flower. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so what I happens put next? that up and people start retweeting it. Right. And then I get a tweet from Harry Shearer. Yes. Now, 
I some people in Australia don't know who he is because I've gotten some tweets like who who the fuck is they would they would mostly know him as the, the voice of a lot of the Simpsons. Uh, yes, he's, he's Mr. Burns. He's Mr. Burns in particular, and he was in This Is Spinal Tap, right? And, and he's it, a quite famous sort of old school improvisational yes, comedian. Yes, he was in an Im- improvisational group with some other guys that was yeah. pretty famous back in the day. Right. Yeah. So in my in my case, he's sort of like a comedy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a hero, but he's, like, one of the ones that are like, well, that's an impressive thing you've done. I absolutely agree. I uh, mean, like, I... You're an amazing I, guy. No, no, I, I think that... I think it would be fair to say he's a comic. Like, I mean, to... I'm not saying before we get to the next bit, but, like, I think in the industry, like, without... Of his work, mm-hmm. people are pretty respectful. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. People would be like, Harry Shearer, yeah, he does pretty good stuff. And But here's the other side to that coin. And I, I will say this. In my post also said that the, the thing about... The tweet is, it's calling us all out, mm-hmm. and it's saying, and if you feel something about that, it's because you know that you're taking part right. in something that is wrong. Right. The tearing apart of people. You know deep down that's a bad thing, and it's calling you out on that, and you feel that. Right, which is actually part of the reason that, see, back when I got in trouble for doing my thing, it was like a new thing that people were doing. And uh-huh. it's been part of the reason that I've never gone back and done that again is not because you know, um, I wouldn't do it or I don't feel like I have the jokes or whatever like that. Right. It's literally because it, that's that's what it's all about now. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all about that now. Yeah. And it's fine to be like the person... It's fun to call people out and have some fun with it, but when mm-hmm. everyone's attacking as a pack like that... No, then it's not. It doesn't feel any fun anymore. Right. So even the shit that, like, I was tweeting on the night, the few things, I always kind of like, I'm not going to get involved in that game of, you know, so-and-so looks like this or yeah. look at this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to kind of... If I'm going to do something, I want to try to make it at least a bit more clever or funnier than that. Yeah. So that's what it is now. Right. Right. So now it's like so, a giant. So that joke of- is calling out not only the the fact that all the you know all those fashion shows and whatever about calling people out and yeah. telling them they're terrible, but also that that entire Twitter culture, it's like you were saying, is all about just going. Yeah. I hate Anne Hathaway. I hate Jennifer Lawrence. I hate Helen Hunt. Right. I hate. Here's someone else for me to hate. Right. Right. And so they've taken the one person that you can't hate, the cutest little nine-year-old in the, the planet. I did look. I, I did I, say Will Smith iron her off. Like he's like now that my now that Willow's not going to work in showbiz anymore, I might adopt this. <laughs> get a new worker in. <laughs> How do you feel about Venus Smith? <laughs> did you like getting jiggy with it? <laughs> Um, so Harry Shearer tweeted something and I can't remember what it was, but it was very like, it was very, it was, it was the, the opposite view of like, well, that's not satire. Right. You can't aim satire at a child. And I, I think I tweeted back, well, that's, that's a stupid analysis. Yes. Which, cause I think it is. Right. I think Especially it is for too. someone of his level. Right. Cause he, again, doesn't have to approve of the joke. Right. But someone who knows as much about comedy yes. as he does. Yeah, I have, a, I have a thing. Uh, uh, I have a, a bias or a thing. If you're a comedian or you work in comedy and you take the opinion of people that are outside comedy when there's a comedy thing that should be defended, I think you're a piece of shit. Right. I just do. I think you're a piece of shit for taking that side. Uh, Baron Vaughan, who's been on your uh, podcast, mm-hmm. Walking in the Room, uh, told me a great story about uh, Dave Chappelle. And he was saying that... Uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, when the when the Michael Richards thing happened, uh, Dave Chappelle realised he was uh, nine tenths comedian and one tenth black man <laughs> <laughs> because like one tenth of him was really offended and nine tenths of him was Kramer's having a bad gig. <laughs> And also when the Daniel Tosh thing happened, right. I remember, so a lot of us comedians were defending him. And at yeah. the same time, then we'd go onto our personal email chains right. and we'd all be like, I cannot believe that we're defending this guy. Yeah. You don't want to. No, we don't want to because he, Daniel Tosh is not my, he's not my kind yeah. of thing. But there I I was, want, there was defending him yeah. 100%. And but I, I had yeah. his back. Yeah. That's what we do. We fucking, it's comedy. You got to defend it. You got to make people know what it is. Right. So I get that from Harry Shearer. I say that's a stupid analysis. And then he says, oh, now we're, oh, we're going straight to ad hominems now. We're attacking each other. And I said, well, I didn't attack you. No, I attacked, you said it's a stupid analysis. I, I attacked your yeah, idea. That's true. So those are completely different yeah. ideas. And then he said, 
Well, Finn's a, how about this? Finn's a, Finn's an asshole. How about that? And I, and I was like, I don't, I was like, okay, well, that's a completely different thing. Right. But here's the deal. So Harry Shearer has a, has a reputation in this business of being a reprehensible human being. Right. He has one of the worst, if not the worst reputation I've ever right. heard of from anybody. So you're and saying that personal you're accounts. saying that onion tweet would not have worked if they'd said that Harry Shearer was a cunt. <laughs> no, people have been like, right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> so. So he, so so he's just a, he's just a terrible dude. <laughs> to him, Mr. Burns is actually a very sympathetic character. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's a reason he does Mr. Burns. But I've always heard over the years, like, oh God, he's oh, like, he's like, uh, no, it's he's he literally might be the most unkind and unlikable person oh. in comedy. Yeah, I was shocked when I heard that too. And it's since terrible. and last night, I had like three people send me messages going, dude, I this guy, right. I did this with him, and I did that with him, and he's he's what he is. So I, I responded, I said, I said, well, you're living up to your reputation, but that's not the same thing, and that's not cool. And then we went back and forth, and his whole point was you don't ever do that, and my point was you could only do that with an innocent child, or else the joke doesn't work. Right. So we went back and forth and back and forth, and finally it just ended. And then after it ended, I realized, wait a minute, Harry Shearer doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. He doesn't right. know who I am. I mean, because so that, Harry that Shearer, was interesting to me that he like knew Finn's name. I was like, oh, do you guys know each other? No. He, Harry Shearer saw my tweet and my thing and then researched me online, investigated, found it out I had a kid, then went and used the kid as a weapon. Well, I mean, you've got to admire his research. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it is that attention to detail that's made him... An in-demand performer for so many years. I mean, a lesser comic than Harry Shearer probably would have just gone, how about your kids and also? But he went to that extra effort to find out the name. But it proved, it says a lot about him because I'm, I can be a full-on dick on, 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 online, but I would never go as far as to search out someone's kid's name and right. then try to use that as a weapon. Right. Like, that's just a whole nother level of like, whoo, what are you doing? Right. I mean, I didn't let it get to me because I, because I, it was so absurd to me that, that a guy of that level, a guy whose spinal tap I've probably seen a hundred times, a guy in a movie like that would then, and Mr. Burns right. is then d- doing shit that like a high school kid, d- like it was really crazy. It does seem weird. It does seem weird, right? right. And it's, but it's very Twitter. It's very like, oh my oh, yeah. God. Harry Shearer just called my kid an asshole. Right. Who's three and a half. I know. To make a point about something someone else said that I didn't say. Yeah. It's so fucking bizarre. I mean, I feel like you have been a victim of friendly fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least Finn has. Finn has definitely been... <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things. Like, wow, the internet is making everybody worse. Right. Because that's, I mean, that's just like you don't attack someone's kids. But it has be it has become one of those things now where, but usually it's anonymous. Right. This was Harry Shearer doing it. Yeah. Out in the open, publicly, right. it's clearly going to make it on my next comedy album. Right. Like, I'm going to turn that into a bit. How could that not be a bit? I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe you're just doing you a favor. <laughs> Maybe he's a big fan. You know? so, Maybe he listens to the podcast all the time. He's like, how can I help Dave out? Well, doing something positive is not going to so, work. But what if I call his kid an asshole? And the other thing is, is like, it happened so fast. Right. Like, it, I, so I, was, I started calling it last night zero to sheer. That's what it is now. When someone goes completely nuclear right away, right. I'm calling it zero to sheer. Yeah. Click go the shearers. It's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I just wonder. I mean, but you know, it's 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 interesting that um, how quickly things blow up, and I wonder what it says about us as as human beings. Like, it's definitely one of the ideas that I'm like toying with in my show because I, it was it, 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 so I got into town. I'd been in uh, Denver. Uh, mm. doing shows and I got uh, 
out of uh, Denver, there was six to ten inches of snow that morning. Oh, wow. And the, basically the only flight that went out was the flight I got wow. out on yeah. and everything else. And we had to sit out on the runway for um, 45 minutes or whatever while yeah. they ran it to clear all the snow out because apparently if you have like half a mil of like right. snow on the wing, you just crash. Yeah. They didn't tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that later. <laughs> Yeah, you can't have any ice or snow on them. No, plane. Yeah. apparently not. Yeah, apparently that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why aren't they taking off? It'll fall off. Apparently not. Uh, oh, then let's Doesn't not do work that. Like that. Yeah. yeah, but we were the only one who got out. So that morning, I had experienced an airport full of people who were unhappy. Unhappy, mm-hmm. but they were kind of unhappy for. It was that with that really interesting thing where you're like. Everyone was really frustrated and angry at the airline. But the truth of it was that there were six to ten inches of snow outside. Nothing you can do. They probably shouldn't have took it. Yeah, our plane shouldn't have taken off. We should yeah. have been the ones who were angry. You should be yelling at the sky. Right, yeah, right? <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. you know, the airline can't do anything about no. it. And you don't want them to take off if they can't no, you take would, off in a snow. No, there's, some, there's something about dying right. that's a bummer. Yeah, and yeah. really bad for airlines' reputations. Yeah, we, yeah, we took off because people were yelling at right. us and everybody died. Yeah. So p- a part of us is saying, see, we told you so. <laughs> and the other part of us is saying, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, and, and you saw these poor people who were working at the airline who were trying their best to deal with, because the people are also angry and frustrated for a reason. They're at an airport on this time on a Sunday morning. A lot of them have got connecting flights or they've got mm-hmm. holidays they're going on or whatever. Yeah. And they've just been told they can't fly until tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. So you can understand why they're having to ring places, cancel plans. Yeah. You know. So they're upset for a reason. Yeah. But it was just one of those things where everyone's, you know, it's just people are being terrible. Yeah. Right? And everyone thinks they're so important, which to ourselves, we are. We are. Right? But in the grand scheme of things, you're not. Right. Everyone's got a meeting to get to. Right. Everyone's got to get home to their family. Yeah. Everyone's got stuff. There's a reason you're flying. You're not Every flying single to person go there. lay down. Right. You're, you're going, you've got a vacation to start. Yeah. You're doing whatever. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. We're not saying that you don't have a right to be upset. Yeah. But also acknowledge that this fucks up everybody's stuff. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And like the, the airlines who, especially. Yeah. Because well, A, they don't get to fly their planes out. B, they no. have to reschedule everything. So yeah. you're yelling at them. Yeah. They don't want this to happen. They have a giant log jam now right. of assholes like you who yeah. want to leave. Yeah, this is not good for anything. Nope. No, nobody loves this. Nope. And I think we forget to take that into account. So then I've got uh, into LA and uh, someone had stolen my... Um, when I was in uh, uh, Colorado, I've got a phone call from American Express. And it was about the fifth phone call I'd had on this trip. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it had been me because I've been traveling around a lot. Like yeah. they do that sort of thing going, hey, are you in Canada? Hey, are you in right. you know, blah, blah, blah. So each time it had been. So I've got the call and I didn't really think it was anything to worry about. And then they're like, hey, are you in Brazil? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in Brazil. Oh, no. So then they cancelled my, uh, you know, they have to cancel your car. Yeah. And because I'm overseas, they can't. And then I'm going back home. They had to, realistically, the only thing they could do was send a card to, to Australia. Australia. Oh, Yeah. So that was fine, except that my other card that I had only had a small amount of money for emergencies. Yeah. My hire car got cancelled. My hotel bookings all got cancelled because... Oh, because it was... Uh... Right, because they were all booked on the, the card. So I've got, I've got off the aeroplane after this flight back from Denver, gone to the hire car place and went, no, nah, we can't give you a car. That's awesome. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Because someone in Brazil went to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I should have just paid for their McDonald's and kept my bookings. That's, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's me. Right. Um, uh, so, and then they, so then I've got to the hotel and I oh. couldn't, they'd booked, they'd cancelled my booking here at the hotel oh as well. God. Right. So then I had kind of enough money to pay for like, you know, the room for a couple of nights. And I'm hoping by like tomorrow, my um, card will have gone through enough that I can get the extra day that I actually need. Um, So I'm in the foyer and then I had to like give them $600 deposit for the minibar and stuff. Oh my God. Which that's probably just based on when I've stayed here last time. Like a drug dealer (laughs) or a hobo who had gotten... A bunch of money for the night. Like, I'm going to stay in that hotel that's, live like a king. That's what it was like. I yeah. had a big wad of dirty cash <laughs> that I just had to hand them. And then they had to make me sign things and photocopy my security. So I'm standing there and it's Oscars day, right? Yeah. So the place is just filled. Oh, yeah. 
with the worst kind of people, which yeah. is not people who are going to the Oscars, nope. but people who are going to a party that's yes. about the Oscars, yes. who think they should be at the Oscars. Yes. And it was one of those days where, obviously because the, the, the hotel was really full and they had a lot of people coming in at a certain time, they weren't getting rooms up, you know, quickly enough. Right. And you've never heard more assholes tell other people how much more important they are than everybody else. Yeah. There's nothing... No, Hollywood people think they're all the shit. And you're like, you can't all be the shit. Right. Also, you make reality shows on TNC, which no one actually knows is a channel. Right. And it's about tiny people. So you're a bad person. There are 12 parties on in this town at the moment. And this is like the 11th best one. Yeah. So you're not that important. Everybody has a fucking Oscar party. Everyone in in Hollywood goes to them. Right. And they all think, they all want to get invited to the better one. It's just a... Amazing. If they're just horrible people. They're hor- I don't get invited to them anymore, by the way. My friends finally stopped inviting me and they realized I wouldn't go. So I'm on stage um, one night in Denver and I've walked out. And the most nights it was just you know, full of locals. Mm-hmm. Um, a few out-of-towners. One night, it, front row literally looked like Mumford and Sons were in the show. They were Norwegian yeah. ski, ski instructors. Oh, sure they were. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, those guys, yeah. they must have come to the comedy night for the one night that they were taking off having sex with everybody. Yeah, they, I think they can, I, I believe legally they mm. have to be having sex every two hours. Right, the Norwegian wood rule. Yes. <laughs> they, were, they were just, Correct. they were just like, you know, they were the sort of people, like if hipsters built their perfect models. Yeah. They would be Norwegian ski instructors. It's like the guys that you you pointed out driving down Sunset on motorcycles the other right. day. Oh, yeah. It's like these Adonises go by on motorcycles. Right. I, I see these guys. I was telling you, I see these guys at the gym. And I, they're, I think they're Swedish. Yeah. And, um, or Swiss or, you know, somewhere in that part of the world. And they just have money. And they just obviously have money. They're yeah. probably princes. <laughs> 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 they're Swedish princes. Yeah. And... Um, these two long-haired sort of like yeah good-looking cats who spend all day at the gym they hang out with this girl who's like stunning who's either their girlfriend or one of their sisters i'm not really sure but they're all they're all just beautiful yeah and they just hang out and be beautiful yeah and then we saw them riding down the street maybe the two is the coolest coolest motorcycles ever ever (laughs) oh oh, also that (laughs) and then that It's crazy. (laughs) They were like super people. Uh, So Richard and Leslie Faust and Sean Kennick, or Kennerk, I'm not quite sure, but uh, they both came. They all came to the show. Um, uh, They uh, Richard and Leslie drove six and a half hours through the snow from Albuquerque. From Albuquerque. From Albuquerque to go to the show. Wow. And Sean uh, drove in from Wyoming, which was six hours or something, he wow. said. So That's oh, crazy. It was amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to like be somewhere like that and to have people. Yeah. And they were like, do you know anything about Albuquerque? And I went, nope. uh, the Bugs Bunny cartoon? Yeah, that's it. You, had, yeah, <laughs> you always okay, used to take it. a wrong turn around yeah, Albuquerque. Wrong turn but Albuquerque, yeah. That was, uh, that's pretty much all I know. But I was that was pretty fun but there was one night where so you know that comedy works you've played that uh, that venue it's amazing yeah but they have some some of the chairs are on stage yes so over to one side on the stage there's chairs that are on the stage Mm -hmm. and one show and i think it was the show that these guys were at there was this couple who just like the first 15 minutes of the show would just talk to each other like they were blind drunk and they're obviously having an argument about something (laughs) And what a better place than have on it stage. than on stage. It was like I was Dr. Phil. Like, that's what it was like. And I don't like and to be mean. people in the back can't hear it, right? Oh, no, they could. Oh, they could. Oh, they could. Because <laughs> oh, oh, the were whole room was angled. Yeah. Be- most people yeah, could see them better than. It's like you're in the corner of a room. Yeah. And so it's angled out. Right. So nearly everyone in the room could see them. Oh, okay. So, and, and they would just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. Oh. And. And, but I dealt with it and because I thought, well, then that'll shut up. And I don't not like to go too mean too early. Yeah. Like, I very much am just like, you know, they're on stage and they're, hopefully they're here to have a good time or whatever. Yeah. And so I dealt with it, but then I just dealt with it. And then I dealt with it and it would start again and I would deal with it and it would start again. But because they're drunk. Right. And then it would just get more, like, then you eventually have to get to that point where you're like... I have to get really mean right, now. Right, I have to get mean mm-hmm. now, which is... Not what you really want to no, do. No, it can go either way. Right. But by then, the audience is so on your side. Yeah. Like, and I was really, even at that point, just sort of doing like, are, you, are we on an episode of Wife Swap? 
Like, is that what the problem is? Like, he's brought you to a comedy club and you hate comedy? Is that... Is your real husband going to come along in a minute? Is that what's going to... Eventually, when they got kicked out, they were still... She was holding a full corona. <laughs> I mean, so. don't let that go. Do not let that go. If you let that go, your night is ruined. <laughs> and there was a one point where I was like, you know, you're up on stage and you're just talking and everyone can hear you. Yeah. And I said, I know that I'm on stage and I'm talking and everyone can hear me, but th- they pay for that. Yeah, there's that's, actually a difference. That's why people came out. <laughs> uh, when I was in uh, Colorado with Greg, I was featuring and the opener went up and he had a tough time with a woman in the front or an older woman and she had two daughters on either side like in their 20s. Right. And she, then when I was up there, she's like, oh, God, you're terrible. Like she just kept saying that yeah. and then I started bagging on her and I thought I had shut her up and then Greg went up and she just at that point was so plowed and just started laying into him and one of the girls was clutching Greg's book so right. she obviously dragged her right. mom and yep. sister down and then her mom is horrifyingly embarrassing right and then she eventually which stood is up. why they've got the issues they needed resolved in the book yes <laughs> why do I keep falling for people who don't love me well because your mom is a monster <laughs> that's that's just the bit Dave wrote in the back of <laughs> chapter 12 by Dave Anthony oh your mom is a monster end of chapter uh, then the woman stood up and passed out right. and hit her head on the stage and then people had to come in and put her on a gurney and take her out. Oh, no. It was a great show. Oh, no. Old monster. Yeah. But they weren't on the stage. They yeah. were just right in front of it. Yeah. Anyway, so what we're saying is that people how, are horrible. How did you like Denver? Did you go out? Um, there wasn't, like, it, it snowed the first day that I got there. Yeah. Uh, which pissed off everyone in Denver because uh, their big thing is 300 days of sunshine. It's everywhere. 300 days of sunshine. Really? We have 300 days of sunshine. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, but... You that was my same feeling. automatically get that. Like, right. that's very... Exactly. Like, you didn't make a contract. Right. Like, it's... Yeah, weather. I haven't guaranteed it. <laughs> like, there's no... I don't know what's happening right now, but... That's why people were so angry I at the snow. I can't believe this is happening. We have guests. We have a very important guest. And this is... Oh, Jesus. Who do we call? Who do we call? 300 days. I have it right here. 300. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Also, climate change. It's, you're not going to... Maybe 300 is right. not the number anymore. Right. Back it up. <laughs> um, it snowed when I was in Denver. Right. So maybe they're just liars. I feel like they are. They were fun, though. It was a fun crowd and all that sort of thing. I, um, I didn't get around and uh, do much. Some, some of the other comics took me to a nightclub. Which was a terrible idea. What sort of nightclub? Oh, like a nightclub nightclub. Like a dancing nightclub. A dancing nightclub. I didn't think that comics went to nightclubs. I thought we no. were more... Uh, I thought so, they're too. Cynical and... Right. Right? Yeah. Like, that's not our thing. No. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Did, were they... Like, particularly in a country where no one knows me, the only advantage I have is conversation. Yes. Let's not go to a place that drowns out my charming accent. <laughs> so... Did you guys stand in a corner and try to talk, or did they dance? <laughs> they danced. I you watched. drank shots, yeah, and then woke up in my bed. <laughs> That's well, that well, you could have done that somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have right across this country. It turns out it's been a tour for that sort of thing. Uh, we should finish up, uh, Dave Anthony. Uh, we can find you on Twitter, uh, yeah. getting in fights with uh, prominent celebrities at mm-hmm. Dave Anthony. Your podcast is called Walking the Room. Uh, you can find that on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, and uh, I have uh, tour dates. Uh, uh, by the time you hear this, I think uh, the day after this goes up, uh, I will be in Adelaide for my first uh, show of Goodwill for the Adelaide Fringe. Come in the first week and see me work out what my show is. <laughs> <laughs> Come in the second week if you want to see what the show is. Um, and uh, after that, I'm at the Brisbane Comedy Festival and then the uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, Dave's album, Shame Chamber, will be coming out through the All Things Comedy Network. Do you have any other gigs that you would like to plug, Dave? Uh, nothing I can think of. I'm at the Virgil on March 21st. Uh, hot Tub? Kristen and no, Kirst show? No, I'm, uh, I'm on DC uh, Pearson show. Ah, yeah, nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really fun. What, what yeah. date's that? Uh, it's the 21st of uh, March. 21st of March. Well, people should definitely go out there. That's a really good venue. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing there tonight when we're recording this. I wish I could go to that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you want to find us uh, on the internet, uh, you can find us at uh, officialfofop at gmail.com or just on the old tofop.com page. Uh, if you listen to the show on iTunes, uh, make sure you leave a, you know, a ranking and a rating. And one day we're going to beat Hamish and Andy. One day. That will probably never happen. I mean, when one of them gets hurt.